Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about the importance of pausing. I know I've talked about this in past episodes before, but Today, this message just really rings true for me because I've been seeing so many things lately happening around me where if someone had simply practiced the pause, their life would have been so much better and gone so much smoother. It would have been a lot easier. What happens sometimes is that we're faced with problems And instead of pausing to reflect, to balance our emotional state, we just react. And many of us, myself included, have grown up being conditioned to always have an emotional reaction to everything. And when you do that, many things happen. Number one, it's emotionally and physically draining to react to everything emotionally. It really, truly is. And I never realized how draining it actually was because it was just something that I have learned how to do from watching those around me do that my whole life. So I didn't know that it took a lot more energy to blow up and react emotionally. I mean, it makes sense that it does, obviously. But never having learned to pause and to gather my thoughts, and to bring myself back to balance before I reacted to something. I never knew how much personal peace you save and you keep when you learn how to do that. Most people have a reaction to something, and it's like immediate, instantaneously, they start to get upset, they blow up, and What happens when you do that, when something happens that you don't like and your brain says, I don't like this, and your body reacts, and sometimes what happens is you say things that you don't mean. Sometimes we do things we don't mean. It's like a knee-jerk reaction. I remember when my sister and I were younger, we would get into arguments, and I'm talking high school or even in grade school. We would get into fights, and I would say like horrible things to her. It was just a knee-jerk reaction, like you hurt me or did something I don't like, so I'm going to turn around and hurt you. And even with my own mom, I can remember being in high school, and like I think I remember telling her that I hated her one time, and now I think back on that and I think, oh my gosh, like that's horrible. And my son has done that to me too. Like my son has told me that he's hated me too. And it upset me so much when my son did it to me. So I was like, oh my gosh, I did that to my mom too. But I can remember thinking when my son did it to me, like, that's what I taught him. Like, that's how I taught him. And I didn't necessarily like scream, I hate you at him. I'm not saying that. But I taught him that when something upsets you, you have a knee-jerk reaction. You react. Like, that's what you do. And I didn't purposely try to teach him that. That's not what I told him, of course, right? I would tell him, 
you need to calm down. You take a break. You take a breather. That's what I would tell him, like any good parent would tell your child. But that's not what I showed him. What I showed him is that when things would happen to me, I would get mad. I'd slam a door. I'd scream something silly. You know, I would just get mad. And it's embarrassing now to look back at how I would react to things and think, okay, that was the legacy that I'm going to leave my child now. This is what my child thinks. But after I went through my spiritual transformation about two years ago, I started realizing like, I can't react that way. Like that doesn't do anything. When you react emotionally, you say and do really stupid things. And then you have to go back and you have to take it back or you have to, you know, look like um, my word is not true because now I have to change what I said or whatever. It just isn't a good thing. And so lately... My son, when he gets upset, we talk and I'm like, okay, don't hold in your emotions, but you've got to get this out in a healthy way and you've got to take a breath and you can't just like get mad and explode. So we've had to work on him doing that. And it's been hard because he has been conditioned really deeply to do what I did, which was to react. And so it's it's really taken some very patient living in the present moment from both of us to say, Oh wait, look, this happened. I'm not going to react. Okay. I'm going to let that go. I'm going to do this instead, or I'm going to do this. Like he got a punching bag in the basement and he's like, okay, I'm going to go work out for a little bit, take my mind off of it or so he can think more clearly about it. And that's really what we should be doing. But so many of us are not taught to do that. So when you come into contact with someone and they say something that you don't like, your knee-jerk reaction is to go right back at that person, right? To say something equally mean because you're like, that'll make me feel better. But in the end, it doesn't really make you feel better. You just think to yourself, why did I let that person get to me? And now I stoop to their level And now I have to go back and apologize, even though I don't want to apologize because I didn't really think that I started it or said something wrong. But the truth is, it doesn't matter who started it. Once you get into that emotional fight, it doesn't matter anymore. You've both lost. You're both losers because you just spent a ton of energy doing something that isn't going to get you anywhere. It doesn't solve any problems. And you can't think logically and reasonably about what you're upset about If you're in that emotional state, it's just like physically impossible. Your brain is so focused on the emotional part that you can't reason. And then a logical solution to something doesn't become apparent because you're like, I don't, I can't think of anything except how mad I am or how frustrated I am. So it's important that you really get into the habit of pausing. When something happens and you don't like it, pause and think about it. You know, I think about all of the things that have happened over this past week and my sister, you know, we went out all the family, you know, just to get together one day and we were like laughing and joking and having a good time. And she brought up something like what she wanted to name her son. And we're all like, what? We didn't know you want to name him that. And we, we started laughing because the name itself sounded because of what their last name was sounded kind of funny. So we started laughing. 
well, my sister got mad, you know, and then was like, just like walked out and didn't say bye to anybody. And we're all like, but we didn't really like think anything of it, of it anyway, because we were just all laughing and having a good time. And we we're just like, oh, well, maybe she just left. And so then she sent us the text the next day, like, I'm really sorry about how I left, you know, when I left the other night. And I had to think back to what we were like, what was she even mad about? Right. And I felt bad that I had to say that. I said, what happened? Like, what, what are you apologizing for? Like, I don't even know what you're apologizing for. And she said, oh, I'm apologizing for storming out, getting mad and not telling you guys bye. And I'm thinking, okay, we didn't know, we didn't really realize you were mad for one thing. But here she had to go back and apologize for something she thought she did or said because she reacted in the moment in an emotional way. And had she not, like, had she really been listening to us, we weren't at all making fun of her personally. It wasn't that at all. It was just the way this name sounded with the way it was the last name with this, there was like the same letter and it just sounded really strange, you know, and we, that's what we were laughing at and not her at all. And not like, Oh, I can't believe you would pick this name. Cause she had a really good reason for picking the name. She wanted to name him after like a relative of ours that we really dearly loved. So it wasn't even about that. You know, we were just having a good time. And so then we had to say, well, you know, it's okay. We didn't even really like know what you were mad about. We were just, and we weren't making fun of you. So then it had to be a whole discussion when, if she hadn't reacted emotionally, if she had taken a breath and and paused, even paused for a few minutes and continued listening to what we were saying and talking about, she would realize we were not making fun of her or laughing at her. And I think that happens so often in life. You know, someone comes at you and they say something you don't like. And instead of pausing and just saying, okay, how should I respond to this? Because sometimes your best response is no response. It really is. As hard as that is to understand, sometimes your best response is no response. It doesn't mean you're weak because you don't respond back to somebody. But it's like when I used to have arguments with my ex, they would become so illogical. And these arguments, it just, there was no winner. There's never any winner. And all it was doing was keeping me engaged in this stupid fight that wasn't even getting anywhere and just using my energy to keep it dragged out and to keep going and going. I'm like, I don't even know what we're fighting about at this point anymore. And I don't really know. You know we're not coming to any resolution or any decent solution because it's just a shouting match now. And it doesn't even, or like text shouting, right? We're texting in all caps now. It doesn't even make sense, you know, and it's stupid. But we are so conditioned that we have to respond to everything and that we have to get in the last word and we have to get in a good dig that we waste so much time and energy trying to keep up these arguments with people when it's not even worth our time it's not worth our time and I don't know what it is I I think really it's our egos that say I have to stay in here and I have to finish this fight like I'm gonna finish him off you know my my wits, my battle of words has to be better than theirs. Honestly, who cares? If you're not discussing a way that you can really come to a compromise, then it's not a valuable discussion. And we have to learn to keep our pause, like pause when we have to 
come back to center because when we're not balanced, what happens is someone says something, someone does something and you're triggered and now you're like, I'm going to say this and I'm going to do this. And what you end up having to do is to come back and apologize for what you did, even if it wasn't something you didn't start. You know, you may say, well, I didn't start it. She did or he did. It doesn't matter because at that point you both kind of have lost and nobody's a winner when they're shouting and all of that. And it's the same thing too when life throws something your way and you weren't expecting it. You've got to get into the habit of taking a pause and saying, you know what? This is not really going to affect me much in the next few months. So there's no reason for me to even be upset about it. And even if something might affect you in the coming months, what I've found is that when I worry and I stress out about something, I make it 20,000 times worse than it is. If I just let it go and just say to myself, okay, the universe has my back. This is all going to work out perfectly for me. Things end up working out perfectly for me. We cause a lot of our own stress and worry and drama because we want to worry about every little thing that could go wrong. And we want to become upset and emotional about every little thing that happens when the truth is, If it doesn't matter in a year from now, five years from now, then it doesn't matter. I mean, even talking about something as significant as what has happened to my family this last week, I think about all of the things that my ex was going through. And I think about how he probably planned what he did. And it was in that one moment that he carried it out. I know he regretted it. I just know he did. And was like, this wasn't, this wasn't what I thought was going to happen. Like, I wasn't, this wasn't it. But the problem is, he can't take back what he did. And that's why it's so important for you to pause and really think about Does this matter? Is this going to matter? Because so many people react. They overreact. They do things that are so dramatic for minor things. And then they have to go back and take things back. And the problem is there are certain situations where you can't take things back. You can't always go around taking things back. My ex cannot take back what he did. And that's the sad thing. I bet he wishes he could. And for those of you who have ever done something in haste, made someone mad, hurt someone's feelings, and then you're like, man, I wish I could take that back. I know almost immediately after saying I hate you to my mom would come out of my mouth, I would wish that I could take it back. Because seeing the look of pain on her face when I know I said something that I went straight to her heart, I didn't enjoy that. You know, I thought I would. I thought I would enjoy being able to get that dig in at her because I was 16. I knew exactly. I knew more than she did. She was an idiot. I was the smartest 16-year-old on the planet, right? I knew exactly what I was doing. And yet, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, I regretted it. I regretted having to see the look on her face, the tears coming out of her eyes, 
knowing that I had hurt her deeply. And had I just in my teenage moment decided to pause for a second and really think about it, I wouldn't have engaged in all of the fights I had with my mom because I know now that that wasn't worth it. My mom was going to have her opinions about my life anyway. She just would. You know, I don't think any mother ever thinks that their child is fully living up to their potential. That doesn't really matter. We don't have to engage with people and, you know, be like, let's see how long we can drag out this fight. We don't have to do that. And I'm not even a person who likes fighting anyway. I was a conflict avoider all the way back. I mean, it doesn't sound like it, I know, because you're sitting here going, well, you argued with your mother. I really, honestly, that wasn't the norm. It would just be on rare occasions. I wasn't much for conflict. I tried to avoid it at all costs because I didn't like being put in the middle when my parents were going through a divorce. And not like they intentionally put us in the middle, but just being around them when they're fighting, you feel like you're in the middle. And I didn't like that. And I didn't want that. And when I grew up and then got into a relationship of my own, I picked the very thing I did not want. I picked being with someone who loved conflict, like loved it, wanted to fight all the time. It really loved fighting. And I know people like that. There are people like that who absolutely enjoy the fight. And that's not me. Like, I don't want to fight. I don't have the energy to do that, first of all. But there are people who love it. And they just want to get into a conflict with somebody. They just want to stir stuff up. And the thing is, we don't have to engage in that. All we have to do is take away our attention. And then it stops. And I learned that very much later on. Once I took my attention away from the fight, it became no fun. Because then he was just standing there fighting himself. Which made him look pretty silly. But it's no fun because you don't have anybody there participating with you. And we can all do that. You know, we can all pause and turn our attention away. We can look at something and say, you know what, this isn't worth my time. Like, I'm not getting involved in this. Like, no, this is stupid. I'm not even getting in the middle of that. And I'm walking away. And I've had to do that in my life. I have had times where people try to drag me into arguments. You know, like, hey, take a side. Like, here, help me. How do I do this? Or tell her she's wrong. You know, they, they want to pull you into the middle of their conflict. And I have to say, No. I'm not doing that because I'm choosing to keep my own peace. And there is so much freedom in not having to fight anymore. It feels so much better. So when something happens to you that throws you off your day, something unexpected, practice the pause because once you react and you do something or you say something, you can't take it back. I mean, we can say we're sorry, but you still can't take it back. Even when you say you're sorry, you might be able to smooth things over and make it right, but you can't ever take it back. And in certain situations, like in what happened this past week with my ex, that's permanent. That was a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. 
All right, guys. Well, I pulled a card for you today, and the card I pulled is from the Crazy Sexy Love Notes deck by Chris Carr, and it is You Are Healing. And I love this card because on the front it has a picture of poppies, and poppies are very special to me because my papa always planted poppies and had them in his yard, so I love this flower. So your card says healing happens in seasons. It can't be rushed or forced to fit a schedule. So often we curse the seed that have seeds that haven't taken root, failing to realize it's not their time. They need more water, sunlight, and care. Bullying ourselves blocks regeneration. Also, sometimes the healing we're focused on isn't the healing that's taking place. There's a much deeper healing going on. Be patient, dear one. You are healing. I love that. Healing, too, it occurs in layers. It's like an onion. You know, you may have one day where you feel really good and you feel like you're healing things and things are getting better. And then the next day you feel bad again and you're like, wait, why am I feeling this way? It's because we uncover more layers. You think that you've healed everything and all of a sudden here's another layer. And there's nothing wrong with that. It takes patience. Healing is a process. And you will go through it and get through it at different times and at different levels than other people. So don't compare yourself to anyone else. You don't have to be where anyone else is. Just take your time. Be patient and gentle with the process. All right, guys. I want to thank you so much for being with me today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please share it with others. Please leave me a review from wherever you're listening. That helps others find me. And I really, really appreciate those of you who've already done that and those of you who are going to. Thank you so much. Also, my contest is still going on. If you purchase my book, Beautifully Broken, you can take a picture of yourself with the book. Even if you have it on e-reader, you can just take a picture of yourself with your Kindle or your iPad. And then tag me on your social media, letting me know you're reading my book. And I will select, I will enter your name to win a free session with me. I already have several people entered. The contest ends March 14th, so you still have time to enter and win. And the more you post, the more entries you have to win. So don't forget about that. If you want to work with me right now, my coaching sessions are still on sale for a little while longer. My Love Your Life course is still on sale for a little while longer. It's still $33. And I am also putting a sale on my past life regressions this month. I don't know. I've just been guided by spirit to do that because I feel like if anyone has had the month that I have had, they definitely need some healing work. And so I just want to make it easier for you to work with me. So you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com, see what I offer. You can purchase your session online and then contact me and we will set it up. We'll book it and we will schedule it for whatever you want. If you want to reach out to me, don't hesitate. You can follow me on social media. All of my contact information is in the description to the podcast, as well as where you can find me and my services. So don't hesitate to reach out. I love you guys. I hope that you are having a beautiful day, that March is going really well for you. I will talk to you here again soon. Bye, guys.